Ducks fans. Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts, Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the show. This is uh, your host, Mike Walters, and my co-host, Eddie Jones, bringing you the action of the Ducks this past week. And uh, pretty wild week that we had with the Ducks, uh, winning some games, losing some games, uh, tons of injuries, which we'll get to all of that. Um, you know, the way that the week went, uh, the, the Ducks finished up the uh, road trip in Edmonton, Eddie. Uh, they ended up actually you know, winning this game and edging out the Oilers, but... Uh, We'll talk about there was some drama at the end, too, with uh, Patrick Maroon. But as far as the game goes, uh, the Ducks played really well in this one. And uh, it looked like they were going to shut out Edmonton, but they ended up winning 2-1 to one and uh, hanging on at the very end. Yeah, and, you know, it concluded a, a pretty good five-game road trip. You know, uh, there's a couple of rocky performances against uh, Montreal uh, and Toronto and even Ottawa, you could say, with them having to come back in the third period and win that game. But, you know, they finish it with a pretty good record, and, and they come to this game, and, and, you know, most of them you would expect to be tired after being on the road for five games. And they come out and, and they play a pretty strong you know, road game. They only let one goal in. Uh, they, they get uh, goals from Peary and, and Perry, and you know Gibson ends up having a strong game, and, and I think it's an, an important win with with the race, you know, with LA being so tight. Yeah, say Perry and Perry ten times faster, <laughs> and that's great. You know, I even even tweeting it out, uh, people notice when I've been doing it. It's been it's been difficult with both of their names, but yeah, as you talked about, uh, uh, they both scored in this game. Uh, you know, the Ducks got a little lax uh, at the end of the third there uh, after they got the first goal by um, Edmonton. And, uh, you know, they were able to hold on. So it was still a good performance overall. Uh, um, there was a, you know, controversial offsides call at the very end that went in the Ducks' favor. But I don't really think it would have mattered in the outcome of the game. I mean, yeah, there was a couple seconds left that uh, Edmonton would have had it in the zone. But that really wasn't the story after the game. The story after the game was Patrick Maroon. Um, <laughs> he takes the, uh, the puck at the end and, uh, goes and skates off the ice. So Stewart tries to get it from him and, uh, Maroon ends up throwing it in the trash. And, uh, you know, he talked about this, Eddie, and, uh, you know, he knows playing on the Ducks that, uh, at the end of the game, the Ducks pick up the puck, they go give it to Boudreaux. So he goes, he goes and takes it and, and does what he does. And, uh, it's kind of interesting to see everybody's reactions. I mean, there was... A lot of fans that that were really uh, you know upset at Maroon. There were other people like myself that just kind of laughed it off and thought it was funny. And uh, then you see uh, you know Maroon later tweet out that you know it was just a joke. And uh, uh, it, I just thought it was comedy. But what did you think, Eddie? Uh, you know, were you upset at Patrick Maroon? Do you think he was joking around? Uh, what, what's your take on the whole ordeal? I, you know, I thought it was funny right from the beginning when I when I first heard about it. I mean, a lot of people, in my opinion, uh, I think they overacted a little bit. I, I don't think. Anybody really knew uh, that the Ducks were taking up pucks after games, giving them to Boudreaux. And even if they did, uh, I mean, it, it's different with Maroon being a former player. Maybe if it had been you know Connor McDavid or Taylor Hall, and they had to pick it up, throw it in the garbage just out of being a sore loser, then maybe. But I mean, we saw Maroon talking with with some of the Ducks players before the game. He's obviously friends with with a lot of them still. He's been at the organization for the last few years, so I think it's just in good good fun. I, I mean, I don't really get anything from it. I think he ended up going to get it back out for them after the game. I mean, it was just a joke, you know, a little joke between old teammates. Uh, I think a lot of people took it took it the wrong way, as is unsportsmanlike. But 
you know, it, it's hard to say, but he did end up tweeting it out and, and clarifying it. So I, I don't really think there's anything wrong with the situation. Yeah, and just to clarify too, uh, some of the people on our staff uh, went to an event with the Ducks this week, and the Ducks clarified too that Maroon did end up giving the puck back to the team. So I don't know if he personally gave it to Boudreaux. I don't know about that, but he definitely gave it back to the team. So just so everybody knows, it ended up back with the Ducks, and and it you know didn't get lost or still in the trash or whatever. So if he did it out of frustration initially, you know maybe he did, but. You know, it's over now, so he uh, gave it back, and, uh, you know, he's going to look forward to the offseason uh, watching the Ducks, unfortunately, uh, is, you know, obviously Edmonton's not going to make the playoffs. But uh, the Ducks then, you know, came home, faced another uh, Canadian team. Well, they faced all Canadian teams this week, but they came home, and uh, they played Calgary. And uh, <laughs> just like you and I talked about, Eddie, we, we thought this game might be high scoring. And uh, man, was this a high scoring game. 11 goals scored in this game, uh, eight by Anaheim, um, you know, three right off the bat in the first seven minutes of the game. Hiller gets pulled, um, which is unfortunate for him. Uh, you know, he's played eight games now. Uh, against the Ducks since joining Calgary, and he's lost seven of those games, getting pulled in three of them. So, you know, I guess a word to the wise, Eddie, uh, for Calgary, the next time they play the Ducks next season, don't put Hiller in that because the Ducks really have his number and it showed in this game. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't there next year. So uh, every time he seems to come into Anaheim, uh, I mean, he <laughs> he just gets lit up. And, and even like we said last podcast is every time the Ducks play, uh, Calgary, even if it's in Anaheim or not, it, it's a high-scoring game. You know, uh, buying that one that one nothing win uh, that they had at the uh, beginning of the season. But you know, it, it, it's what we expected. I think maybe it was a little bit more than we expected, being an 11-goal game. Uh, I mean, the Ducks jumped out to a, uh, you know a huge start in the first period and continued on it early in the second, going up five nothing. And then uh, obviously the the Gibson injury. Uh, Anderson has to come out cold on the bench. He, you know, he lets in three goals on, on five shots and. You know the the Ducks end up you know potting uh, goals in between each Calgary goal and, and finishing the period up seven to three and I mean a lot of people including me were still even disappointed with that that first period I mean we all knew they were most likely going to win the game up seven to three it would take a ridiculous comeback and I, I don't think anybody thought the game the the game was going to finish eight seven for Calgary but you know the the second periods have been a struggle for the Ducks all year and. And we, we really want them to finish the season strong defensively, especially against teams who are struggling to score goals. And uh, I think that was the only disappointing thing of the game. Obviously, you know, they come back out in the third period. Gibson comes back out and they play a strong defensive game and, and, and finish only them scoring a goal in the third period. And I, I think it was strong. I, I think it was good for Gibson to get back in the game. I know obviously we find out after the game that Freddie actually uh, suffered a concussion. Uh, on a play during the second period. So, I mean, we all hope he's okay. But it, it looks like from that situation, our, you know, our goalie uh, going into the playoffs is going to be Gibson. Yeah, I mean, what happened with Anderson, we still don't know the exact play. Uh, going back, looking at the game, there is a play that we posted up on YouTube on uh, uh, youtube.com slash Ducks and Bucks podcast. It's up on there. It shows a play on one of the goals in the uh, second period where, it looks like Fowler jumped, well, I mean, he does jump over Anderson, but it looks like he may or may not have clipped Anderson in the head with his skate. It's kind of hard to tell when you go back, you can watch the video. It looks like maybe he hits him there. Uh, I, I don't know. It looked kind of iffy, but that that's really the only play uh, in the period that it looks like some kind of contact was made unless, uh, you know, I don't know, if maybe he took a, a puck high or something on a shot. Um, not really sure, but 
And we'll get to the updates on that too from the, the practice that happened yesterday. We'll talk all about that. But yeah, Gibson came back in and uh, he played well. You know, yeah, we had four goalies in this game and he's the only one that didn't give up a goal. So that's why I had said he was the player of the game. Not not because the Ducks' offense wasn't scoring. Trust me, there are plenty of guys on there. But I mean, out of everybody, Gibson was the only one that <laughs> was holding down the fort really for Anaheim. And it was good to see him come back. Uh, uh, it looked like he was just maybe shaken up a little bit, obviously, because uh, he was able to to uh, finish out the rest of the game. But yeah, this it's just amazing when the Ducks play the Flames. I, I don't know what the deal is, but it's always you know five, six, seven, eight, nine goals scored in some of these games. It's just crazy. And the Ducks now, uh, you know, they tied the league record uh, for consecutive home wins against you know the same team, which it's twenty three now. Uh, it's just crazy, Eddie, and, and they have a chance to break that next season. It could be 24 games in a row. Uh, I feel bad for Calgary. I really do. I even had some Calgary fans sitting next to me to the game. And, uh, you know, I, I kudos to them because they actually stayed uh, almost till the end of the game. So, um, you know, I have to give their hats off to them. But, but man, what a rough ride they've had in Anaheim. Yeah, and when you whenever you can get close to passing a record that was set in the '80s, when you know the Flyers just dominated the the Penguins for for seven straight years, I mean, it's getting to a ridiculous level. Every time that that Calgary comes into Honda Center, we just kind of you know joke around that it's a guaranteed win. But you know, for the, for the last 23 games, it has been a guaranteed win, and they've won every single one. And like I said, it's getting to a ridiculous point now that if they can break this record next year, I mean, I don't know how long with Calgary struggling, I don't know how long this this could go on for. Yeah, and, and just to clarify too, that, that record is regular season wins because I know some people bring it up uh, that Calgary beat the Ducks in the playoffs. I can't remember the date, but it was way back when. But that record is during the regular season, just, just to clarify in case you know that comes up again. But yeah, I mean, the Ducks look good in this game. Um, we thought everything was great. Uh, we go into April Fool's Day, and then it just goes chaos on on social media. Basically, uh, the Ducks report all these injuries that come out. Some of them we already knew, uh, but they were updated. Uh, others were newer ones. And uh, it was just crazy before this Vancouver game because th- there were people that didn't believe me, didn't believe the Ducks. Um, I, they, it was so funny, Eddie, on, on Friday, there were people that thought Eric Stevens, myself and the ducks were all putting out this stuff, you know, falsely. And I was just cracking up. I'm like, I, I really don't think we're going to put out false information about a shoulder injury or a concussion or all this. I mean, it was just crazy mayhem, uh, that Friday morning trying to, you know, put all the information out. And, and follow it, and um, I just felt bad. I, I, I really wish it wouldn't have come out on April first, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it would be really in, in really bad taste to, to you know, report injuries as a joke uh, on April Fool's Day. So I think I mean a lot of people knew that they were serious, and uh, you know what we feared about David Perron came true. It was longer than we expected, and you know he won't be back until at least two more weeks, which means he'll miss a couple playoff games uh, at most and, you know, or at least. And then if he misses the four weeks, he'll be gone for the whole first round and part of the second round. So that's going to be a big loss. Uh, I mean, I think we already expected that we've been without him since March 20th. Um, but the odd ones were, were Raquel uh, was actually did not have the flu, which we right. expected at first. He ends up having appendicitis and gets his appendix removed. And, and if everybody remembers the situation that gets left had a, uh, earlier last year is he had the same issue and he was out for about a week so i believe uh, rick that's what the ducks reported on raquel he's going to be out a week 
Uh, we hope to see him back in the last few games before the season against Colorado and Washington just to get him some, some playing time before then. Um, and then, of course, the, the Frederick Anderson news comes out that he got a concussion, which to me was the biggest surprise. I, I mean, a, a lot of people were reporting that he wasn't on the ice at practice. Um, I mean, a lot of us thought he just went out in that game uh, against Calgary because he had let in three goals on five shots and Gibson was ready to go. But it ends up you know, coming out that he has a concussion which is obviously terrible news, but it does solidify the, the goalie situation now because you, would, you wouldn't expect him to be back um, for at least a week. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we talked about uh, all the injuries, and there's some updates, too, from the practice yesterday that he was out there. I mean, obviously, Hudobin came back up, and he's still with the team. So that's, you know, putting that up an issue. Uh, Wagner came back up as well on Friday, and that was to cover because uh, Raquel is now out, um, at least for a week, uh, as we learned. Um, there was also an update on uh, Dupree as well. Uh, they said on the uh, the pregame, or I'm sorry, the preview on both um, the Ducks and the, and the uh, Dallas sites that uh, – he has a concussion. So uh, there's all kinds of just craziness going on. And, and also during this, uh, Theodore was sent back down to San Diego. So, I mean, Friday was just just crazy. Um, and, and so the Ducks went into this game against Vancouver with a little bit of a different lineup. Uh, they brought in Wagner. He played on the fourth line, which actually was the probably the best line in this game, Eddie, because um, the Ducks in this game, this is just kind of a frustrating game. They they started the game well. They they get a goal by Josh Manson right away in the first 48 seconds. Uh, after that, the game kind of you know goes back and forth. Then the second period, pretty much Vancouver dominates the second period. I mean, that's just the way it, it went. Um, they outshot them 13 to eight, and uh, they carried the play. Then the beginning of the third, uh, Wagner makes a great move, goes towards the net, doesn't score, but uh, Thompson gets a loose change. He scores, and the Ducks kind of looked a little bit better. Uh, but then uh, Vancouver comes back. They score the next two goals, and, uh, I mean, the Ducks didn't really do too much until the end. They you know, obviously pulled uh, Gibson, and they went for it, and they couldn't tie it up. But kind of a frustrating uh, a game because uh, it just wasn't a 60-minute game by the Ducks, Eddie. I think the frustrating part, too, is Vancouver was actually sitting back trying to take this game into overtime, and then Nate Thompson scores and makes it 2-1, and they still are sitting back a bit, you know, waiting for their chances. And I think if the Ducks had just kept up the pressure that, that they had mounting into uh, up until the, the Nate Thompson goal, I think they would have been fine. But they kind of sat off and, and let Vancouver sit back, and that's what they were waiting for. And they, they strike, and they score on the Hughes goal. And, and I guess the Ducks are a little bit shocked, and, and Emerson Needham scores off a rebound. And, and you're already down now, and, and you got to fight back with only seven minutes to go. And obviously, you know, they couldn't end up doing it. And, and I think this is an important game for them. I, I mean, uh, LA had just lost. Uh, you could have, you know, with this win, you could have moved one point in front of them. And today would be a whole different situation with LA losing to Dallas last night. If you beat Dallas, you could be three points up on LA. If you, if you had a won that game, uh, you've been able to hold it out. But no, it, it's disappointing. I, I think it was a they could have at least had a point in this game, and, and they kind of threw them away. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like you said, uh, I mean, we didn't know at the time, but, you know, obviously Dallas beat the Kings, so now the Ducks are still in the driver's seat. They can still go on and, and win the division, and we have another fan question about that we'll get to in a little bit, talking about the matchups. But 
Um, they're going to play Dallas today. Uh, we'll go on and preview that in a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it was an opportunity lost. Um, and, unfortunately, too, uh, Edom ends up burning the Ducks. You know, he, he actually has been doing a little bit better uh, with Vancouver now since uh, being traded from the New York Rangers. He's got four goals now uh, with them. So he's picked it up a little bit. And kind of hurts when it's your former teammate that burned you. But, I mean, that that's the way it went in this game. Um and it was just unfortunate. Yeah, I think, like you said, uh, you know, just really a big uh, chance missed. I uh, thought the Ducks would at least get a point in this game. When they went up 2-1, to one, you felt pretty good about it. But uh, they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, with Wagner coming into this game, I, I think a lot of us were impressed with his play. I mean, everybody was happy to get him back. Um, back into the Ducks organization, he, you know, he came back into San Diego to start, and he had ten points in fifteen games down with San Diego, and was playing on the power play, was playing on the penalty kill, was a plus one rating. You know, he was playing really well, and he comes up in this game, and he ends up getting a, a really, you know, a hardworking assist on, on the Nate Thompson goal. And I think that's what we expect from him. Honestly, is he's going to work hard. You know, he's he's going to make the big hits that we we saw last season, especially against New Jersey. And, you know, it, it, I think everybody's happy that he's, he's signed a two-year extension and he's going to be here for, for at least until through the 2017-2018 season. Oh, absolutely. I just, you know, I've been talking to his parents uh, this last week uh, a lot about what's been going on. They're very happy that he's back and they're happy that he got the extension. Um, and you know, it's good. He got his first point finally with, you know, not, not the goals, but you know, actually with the ducks, cause you know, he had gotten those four goals with Colorado. So hopefully he'll be picking up some more points along the way with the ducks. I, I think he will. And I was happy I got a chance to meet him at the end of the game. So that, that was, uh, you know, the highlight of my, my night, even though the ducks lost. So that was, um, some fun there. Um, you know, on the end of the night, I also met a few other fans that I hadn't uh, met before during the game, and I posted some funny photos and whatnot. Uh, if you've seen them on the um, Facebook page, but they're up on there. So the, that that part was always good. It's nice to see everybody and and you know meet some more people in person and whatnot. Um, despite the Ducks losing that game, um, you know, uh, Eddie, we have another uh, sponsor. So this is the time where I'm going to throw it out there. Um, we have uh, Sons of Hockey. Yeah, my good friend Josh runs that company. Uh, you can check them out at uh, sonsofhockey.com. Um, they sell all kinds of hockey shirts, not just Ducks, but any um, team, really. Uh, they have a handful of teams, not all, but a, a bunch on there that you can check out. He's also on Twitter at Sons of Hockey. Um, and he's got some shirts that are kind of, uh, you know, similar theme to the Sons of Anarchy theme as well. So check them out. Uh, they got some good stuff. They're friends of ours. They support us, and we support them, and we thank them for that. And with that, Eddie, um, I guess we can go into all the craziness uh, and the updates of all the injuries uh, from practice yesterday. Um, we, you know, we also learned uh, after the uh, the game against uh, Vancouver that uh, Brandon Perry has an upper body injury, so he's out as well. And uh, there was no update from practice yesterday. Uh, Ryan Kessler also took a maintenance day and did not play. Um, and it looks like Raquel, they're talking, may uh, skate on Tuesday, and they're hoping he may be back against Colorado. So that's kind of the updates on the forwards. Oh, one more is uh, Perron as well. He was on the ice but in workout attire, took some shots at, at the net, and his uh, shoulder was still somewhat stiff. So that's kind of what happened with all the forwards uh, yesterday. Um, we also expect Lindholm to be back. Uh, he was uh, sick, so he looks to be okay. Um, and if you look, there's a video of Dupree skating yesterday, and he looked good, Eddie. So, I mean, I know that they mentioned that he had a concussion. Uh, I don't know uh, on the, the website if it's the same 
deal or what it is, but uh, he looked pretty good yesterday. So, I, you know, I don't really expect Dupree to be out too long, and Anderson was on the ice too. So, I mean, I think the Ducks are going to hopefully get healthy, but, I mean, man, what a what a crazy week it's been with all these injuries. Yeah, and, you know, it's obviously nice to hear that we'll get Linton back tonight. Uh, I believe he was just out for the flu, uh, a little bit of a, a small flu bug whipped through the Ducks lineup. Luckily, it wasn't uh, as bad with Raquel obviously having appendicitis, which, I mean, maybe it would have been better if he ended up having the flu, but it'll be nice to get him back tonight. Um, you know, hopefully Dupre is back soon. Raquel will be back before playoffs, and, you know, Kessler was off for a maintenance day, so he should be, uh, you know, playing in tonight in Dallas. So I, I think it'll be nice to get all those guys back. And then you just got to really look at, at the guys who could be long-term. There's no update on Brandon Paris, but I, I don't think, uh, you know, hopefully it won't be too long. Um, with Bieksa out, we haven't really heard any updates on, on Kevin Bieksa. Um, you know, it would be obviously nice to get a guy like him back for playoffs. Uh, you know, a, a great leader in the dressing room. He, he's a good shutdown defenseman. It'll be nice to get him back. Um, and obviously, you know, Perron, the Perron news is, is disappointing. We would all love to have him back for game one of the playoffs. It, you know, obviously that's not how it's going to be. The earliest he'll come back is probably mid first round. Uh, if not, then, you know, it's beginning or, or middle of the second round uh, at the latest. So, it, you know, it, it's going to be a big loss. I think they'll be able to fill the, the, the void. They've done it so far in the regular season. Um, and then Freddie Anderson. And that isn't, that's, I think to me, is the most interesting one because. If he's not back for a week, which I think a lot of us expect with a concussion, they're going to be you know played safe with him. Gibson's playing well right now, uh, and there's only uh, one more back-to-back uh, before the season is over. So I think you know if he plays, if he's ready to come back, then he probably plays that Sunday against the Capitals. I think, or maybe the Saturday against the Avalanche. I think they waited out till then. Gibson can probably get these next four starts, uh, you know, unless Freddie is healthy enough to come back, but. And you look at that, what that does to to the starting situation in the playoffs. This is most likely Gibson's net going into the playoffs now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we got to look at these next games coming up. You know, obviously Dallas today, and then uh, you've got the the Jets on Tuesday. You got the Kings Thursday, which of course that one's going to be huge because who knows what happens in the next couple of days here? If we're a point ahead or a point behind, that's going to have big time implications. Colorado on Saturday, who's basically owned us, you know, 3 nothing twice this year. So I know the Ducks want to take them out and try and win that game. And then, uh, you know, Washington, as we talked about, the game's not going to matter to them, but it may matter to us for sure. So uh, I, I think the Ducks do go with Gibson for this next week, like you talked about, and, and maybe in the back-to-backs they put in Anderson. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, we, we've talked about this at, at, at nauseum, you know, a lot of people have gone back and forth, Anderson, Freddie, Anderson, Freddie, you know, who do you want? Um, and I hate to see anybody get hurt. I, I don't care who it is. And, and we'll talk about that too around the league that happened, uh, uh, this week with some other players as well. But, um, I, I think the ducks go with Gibson this week. Um, they still control the destiny. They can still, um, you know, go for first. Um, I mean, obviously, they can go all the way down to third, too. I mean, San Jose's been winning games, too, Eddie. But um, I, I think after this week, uh, it's really going to be a matter of uh, Nashville or San Jose, kind of the way that the uh, Central Division's gone. And, and that's a fan question we have that we'll talk about in a little bit. But what do you think as far as the next week and these opponents? Yeah, you know, obviously, tonight is probably going to be um... – you know, the hardest test, uh, you know, the Kings game is going to be hard. I, I think the Capitals uh, on Sunday, April 10th, they're going to rest a lot of their players being only two games on that day. And, you know, the Ducks might even rest their players um, 
with them having to you know come back and, and play you know three days later, most likely in the playoffs. So it, I, it, that that game is going to be interesting. But tonight, you know, the the Stars just beat up the the Kings three two yesterday. They, they did us a favor, and now hopefully we can come in and catch them a little bit tired after playing a physical game against the Kings. Get that those two points tonight and move up uh, to back in first in the Pacific Division. But yeah, like you said, this game on Thursday against the Kings, uh, this could be the decider. Uh, I mean, tonight. Uh, we'll be we'll draw even on games played with the Kings either be like you said a, a point behind tied or a point ahead it all depends on how that game finishes out and, and then we have the just the game against the Jets until Thursday um, and the the Kings have a game Monday against Vancouver a game Tuesday against Calgary before they play us um, because like you know obviously with the the game against the Capitals we have uh, our schedule is a little bit awkward because of that makeup game. So the Kings will always have a like one more game ahead of us until that Sunday game, but it could come down to it. Uh, I mean that game is a four point game, um, and if somebody's one point ahead or one point behind, then you know that that could be the decider right there. With the, the Kings only having one game against Winnipeg after that, and the Ducks having two, uh, you know, like you said, the Ducks are in the driver's seat right now, and they got to win these next few games or at least one of these next two games before the Kings game, and then you have to beat the Kings if you want to have a chance at finishing atop the Pacific Division. Yeah, that's going to be an extremely wild game on Thursday night for sure, um, especially because it's going to be on the road as well. So you know that that's going to be an intense game. And I'm really hoping that the Ducks uh, ramp it up tonight against Dallas and play a more complete game like they did against Calgary and, and not the one against Vancouver. Uh, same thing against the Jets as well, uh, which is fan appreciation night. Um, by the way, uh, we gave away our tickets to, on the podcast uh, contest and on our Facebook one. Uh, two different fans won. They both got two tickets to the 400 level. So, um, you know, I'm happy that we were able to buy those and, and give away some stuff. And, and hopefully those two fans that won um, will win some more stuff because the Ducks give away stuff on that night as well. So uh, that's one good thing to look up, uh, forward to on Tuesday night if you're going to the game. Uh, coming up, uh, you know, the, after this week, it's going to be the playoffs. And I had another fan question about, you know, who are the Ducks going to play and, and, and who should we play and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we look at the standings now, Eddie. Uh, it's a little bit more clear now that the, the person or the team that wins the Pacific is going to play Nashville. Um, doesn't look like they're going to catch uh, uh, Chicago, not mathematically, unless some kind of miracle happens. But it looks like it's going to be Nashville. And then it looks like the second-place team, which, I mean, it could be the Ducks, Sharks, or Kings. But whoever the second-place team is, is most likely going to be the Sharks and then either the Ducks or the Kings. Um, so the, the question is basically, would you rather fa uh, face Nashville or San Jose? And, you know, I don't really care. I, I want the team to be healthy and play well, which has obviously been the two biggest issues going forward. But looking at these two teams, Eddie, um, the Ducks have not played well against Nashville, and they've played better against San Jose. But uh, if you look at those games against Nashville, those are all early in the season, uh, October, beginning of November. So I, I can't really put a read on Nashville as far as the Ducks playing. And they haven't played them in so long. Um, so that, that's one thing to take into consideration. And I think we talked about this too. The other thing with Nashville, you got to look at that's, that's difficult is, is their record and playing all those teams in the central division, which has been very tough, Eddie. Yeah. And like you said, those are the two most likely situations, you know, barring a miracle that Chicago could fall below Nashville. Now he was having a game in hand and being five points up. That would be, you know, something we wouldn't expect to see. And, and Minnesota somehow jumping in front of, uh, 
of uh, Nashville is almost out of the question now, and Colorado's you know pretty much dead in the water. So you know those are the two teams we have to look at right now. And yeah, like you said, it's tougher with Nashville having to play all those you know playing Dallas and St. Louis and Chicago and even Minnesota so many times this season. And and you know it, they're they're not going to win a lot of those games. And they're a good team too, but you know Dallas and St. Louis and Chicago this year are on a whole nother level, and it, their record could be skewed a little bit. So. Uh, you know, you look at the the road we- record, and and that kind of you know testament to that. They're only eighteen, fifteen, and seven on the road. Um, you know, they have a, a decent home record as well, and, and and they're a confusing team to play against if you look at them. I mean, we all expect Pekka Rinne to to be an elite goaltender, but he's not at that level anymore. There there are nights where he has flashes of that, and you know, you never want to risk going against them in a seven game series where he could just get hot and 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 dominate you. Um, and they're a little bit different team as well with having two thirty goal scorers on their team and James Neal and and Philip Forsberg. They're a different team than they used to. You know, they still have. Shea Weber on defense, so they can play you know play you solid on defense as well. So it, it's a tough matchup that one. I, I know I think the Ducks could get past San Jose or Nashville. You know maybe just for the familiarity, you'd want to play San Jose, but it's always nice one in the Pacific Division. And, and you know from where they started at the beginning of the season, being able to to beat out the Kings and win the Pacific Division again would always be a, you know pretty nice. Yeah, and I think that's the difference between the other seasons, Eddie. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when I go to the games, they tell me, you know, I don't care about a Pacific Division banner. You know, there's three up there, and who who really cares? You know, we need to have the banner. And I totally agree. I, I mean, obviously, you want to go and you want to win the banner, and you want to have your name on the cup. I mean, that that's the ultimate goal. I mean, okay, we're not going to argue about that, obviously. But this situation is a little bit different for the Ducks, and here's why. The last three seasons... They were way out in front. I mean, they really didn't have to battle that hard for the Pacific towards the end of the season. They were they were way ahead. And I'm not saying that they didn't battle hard. Obviously, hockey's a hard sport, and, and they battle all season long. But the point is, is this season, they've had to come back from being so terrible in the end of October, beginning of November, for them to come all the way back from last place in the Pacific to launch all the way to first to me, that's a huge accomplishment and a huge momentum. So winning the, the Pacific Division, yeah, whatever. It's another banner. But this season is different because you, you rally around. You use it as a motivation. You come from so far back. And, and like you said, not only do you win it, but if you can beat it out against your division, your most division you know, uh, opponent that, that is rival throughout all hockey. I mean, the Sharks up there too, but you know it's the Ducks-Kings, obviously. To beat them... I mean, I don't know. I just think it's a huge, a huge accomplishment. And I think if the Ducks were to play Nashville, uh, you know, we lost to Nashville in the playoffs a few years back. So there's a little bit of payback there. So I, I think the Ducks would like to win the division and, and maybe play Nashville and take them out um, when they did to us, uh, you know, four or five seasons ago and uh, have the Kings and the Sharks battle it out. I mean, you know, I'm not going to wish whoever wins or loses. Uh, and I don't, I don't like playing that kind of game. But I'm just telling you, that's kind of – what could happen if the Ducks win the division and, and why it might be beneficial? I mean, if they come in second and they play the Sharks, so be it. We'll, we'll go after them too. But that's just kind of my take, Eddie. Yeah, and like you said, they've been battling all season, and that's kind of what's been different um, for the Ducks you know, compared to last seasons where they've kind of just had it easy and they've, they've clinched playoffs easily and they've clinched the division pretty easily with you know, five, ten games to go even sometimes. So uh, you know, I think that's the difference this year. And they're a different team. They're a defensively responsible team. They're starting to score goals. Their 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 special teams are amazing, and and it's it's a whole different team to what we've seen over the last three seasons. And I think with them having 
you know, the, them having to battle back right now. And, and, you know, they're setting goals. I mean, obviously the goal is the Stanley Cup, and they set it at the beginning of the season with, with the, the slogan that they had. And, you know, they, they, they close isn't isn't close enough. They want to be there. They want to get back in there. And obviously they want to get, the you know, the banner that counts. But you got to set goals. And right now I'm sure their goal is to finish above L.A. And, and win that Pacific Division. And then from there you can set the goal as beating Nashville, winning the Stanley Cup, and so on from there. And I, I think that's what they've been doing all season. And, you know, they've got to battle it out here and they've, they've got to win these next few games to, to finish the top of the division. And I think it will give them a lot of momentum if they can you know, eventually come back from where they are and win the Pacific Division. I completely agree with everything you said, Eddie, no doubt. I mean, uh, I think that's going to be the key if they win the division. And like we said, if they don't and they end up in second or third and they play the Sharks, that's fine too. We'll, we'll deal with it then. Um, you know, speaking of the playoffs, we have some fan questions about that, and we'll address them right now. Uh, Alexander talks about the defense, which you mentioned, Eddie, and he wants to know, you know, what would the lineup look like, uh, you know, barring all these injuries, which, again, that's hard to say, but, you know, what would it look like assuming that everybody's healthy? And, you know, I think if we look at the Ducks lineup and uh, if the defense was all healthy, obviously uh, Theodore went back down, which, you know, he, he may come back up. I think the pairings, I mean, you'd kind of have to go with what they've done before. Uh, I think you would go with Fowler and Dupree, uh, Lindholm and Manson, and then Bieksa and Votnin. Uh, I think those would be the pairings you'd go with. You'd have Stoner rotating in, Holzer rotating in, and then maybe Theodore, depending on the injury situation and, and what's going on with the goals and, and their playoff stuff. So that's kind of how I look at the, the defense again. And, you know, this is just if they're healthy, Eddie. Yeah, and like I said, I think if they're healthy, which we all hope that they are, I mean, Dupre and Lindholm, Lindholm should be back tonight, Dupre should be back before the playoffs, I know there's no update on BX and we all hope he's back, but we right now, as as it stands, I, I think they'll all be healthy going into the playoffs, I mean, a little optimistic, but... Like you said, that has to be the lineup. That has that's what they've run with all season. That those are the six guys that have played from the majority of the games with Stoner and Holzer coming in as the guys to replace anybody who who gets injured. And and I think obviously Theodore is a, an option you could have, but the goals are most likely going to make the playoffs down there. And I think you know that he's going to be a key part uh, to their team. So unless we really need him, I think he stays down in the playoffs. And I'm sure that's what they want uh, for him and the goals too. So. Those are the six guys you got to go with if you're healthy. And, you know, Stoner and Holzer aren't bad options to be able to rotate in if somebody gets injured. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, we all have another question uh, from Matt. He also asks about the injuries, and he wonders, besides Perron, is there anybody else that we don't think will play uh, come playoff time? I mean, obviously we know Perron's out. Uh, separated shoulder, which the Ducks finally confirmed. If you remember, Allers had talked about it on the um, the Ducks pregame show um, a couple weeks ago and mentioned that. So uh, he's going to be out for a while. Um, I, I guess the only other real question is probably going to be Anderson, uh, maybe Dupree, but Dupree was skating well yesterday. Looked like he was in there. So uh, you know, I, I think Anderson is really the only other question come playoff time, um, and and maybe Perry, which we don't know. Uh, there's been no, no updates, so I, you know, I can't really speak about what's going on with him because the team hasn't really said anything yet. Yeah, and obviously Perron is the one that's for sure. We know we won't have him back till mid first round or, or late, you know, even late second round. That, that's I think the prognosis right now is just two to four weeks from from uh, today or from when they announced it on on Friday. So I think that is is the likely one. Like you said, Anderson with a concussion that could be anything from a week to the time that Dupre missed. You never know with concussion, so that's always a tough one. I, I think with Gibson being ready, that you know at least we have one of them healthy, and that's why you always like to have two, you know, one A and a one B. You can always uh, go with one if if the other one gets injured. 
And then, like you said, Dupre and, and Bieksa, too, there hasn't been too much update on them. Uh, we'd hope that they come back. I, I don't think it's too serious. Otherwise, we probably would have got an update on Friday with uh, with the updates on Perron and Raquel and Anderson and, and everybody else. So I, I think, like you said, it, it just comes down to Perron, possibly Anderson, and, and it all depends on, on what Piri's injury is. Yeah, and then speaking of the forward situation, too, I mean, with Perry out, Wagner's now up. Uh, we had another question from uh, Alex. He asked about uh, Santarelli and, and, you know, that he may appear to be in the doghouse because he's been scratched lately. Um, I don't really know if he's been in the doghouse, Eddie. I, I really think that he's just kind of been the odd man out. And, I mean, he did have some flashes earlier in the season where he was scoring some goals. Uh, if you remember, Horkoff was out. And Santarelli played on the top line for a little bit. He played on some of the other lines, too. And, you know, he had a, a good streak there for about a week or two where he was getting some points. But I think he's just really the odd man out in the forward situation. And I think the Ducks wanted Wagner to come up uh, because of the way he's been playing and give him the opportunity. Uh, but I do think Santarelli is going to play this next week a, a good amount, especially if uh, Perry is out, Perron out. Um, you know, you don't really have a lot of other options in the forwards unless the Ducks are going to reach down into San Diego and pull some people up. So I think we'll see uh, him a little bit more this week. Yeah, for sure. And and really, he's always been the odd man out this season. He, he was, you know, switching spots with Stewart and, and Maroon at times where he was getting scratched. So I, I, I'm not too surprised that, that he is the odd man out right now. Stewart's play has been better. Um, obviously, he was the one that solidified that spot on the first line with, with Perron and Getzlaff at times. So I think, like you said, Santarelli should check in this week with Raquel being out, Perron still out, uh, Piri most likely being out. I think they'd rather bring Santarelli in than, than call up uh, somebody from the goals right now like Richie or, or Nason. So I think in, in that aspect, he should play. Come playoffs, though, if everybody is healthy, Raquel will be back. Uh, Perry might be back, then yeah, he will be the guy who's scratching. It's not because he's a bad player. It's just he, like you said, he's he's the odd man out. He, I mean, everybody else has solidified spots in the lineup. They've got chemistry going, so I think he's just the odd man out. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he'll be the odd man out, especially if everybody's healthy. If not, then he will be back in there, and he will get um, some decent playing time for sure. Uh, though Wagner is going to be in there as well. Um, you know, looking around the league uh, this week, uh, some news came out recently. Um, we had the uh, the Duncan Keith incident that happened this last week. Um, he ended up getting uh, suspended for six games, Eddie, and he's going to miss one game for the uh, the action that he took uh, against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, a lot of people upset about this, um, you know, suspension. Thought he should have gotten more games out of this. What do you think, Eddie? He's going to miss, you know, the rest of the regular season and one playoff game. Do you think he should have gotten more? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, he's done it before. We saw him do it against uh, Jeff Carter, the Kings, in the playoffs in, in 2013, and and that one, in my opinion, was worse. And he only got one game for that, and that shows you how much they regard playoff games in suspensions. That should have been even as a first time. That should have been at least a four game suspension. Uh, he's gotten a suspension for elbowing before, which he got five games for, I believe, and now he goes into this one and and, and does another brutal high stick that you know it could have broken Char Charlie Coyle's jaw if he caught him in the right spot and the way he swung his stick, and he only gets six games. I mean, I'm happy Happy is at least missing one playoff game. Um, in my opinion, I think playoff games, just like they do in the OHL, playoff games should be the same as regular season games. They should be taken into that consideration. Um, I mean, there's a there's a similar situation in the OHL right now with the London Knights and Max Jones um, got suspended 12 games in, in the playoffs for for a headshot on on a player. 
Uh, he, he's a previous offender, and they they don't they don't uh, take into consideration that their playoff games. They say, well, that hit deserves a twelve game suspension. He's suspended twelve games. Playoffs, regular season doesn't matter. And I think that's something they should <clears throat> something they should do in in the NHL. I know it's tough, and I know he's a key player to a team that's going to make hopefully for them it's going to make a, a long Stanley Cup playoff run. But that was a brutal brutal stick swing. Um, that could have, you know, really injured him. I think, you know, that's also something that comes into consideration. Charlie Coyle wasn't injured, so that makes it a little bit less of a suspension. But I was hoping for him to miss at least, you know, three or four playoff games. I think that's how bad, the, you know, the situation was. Yeah, if you go back and look at the play, you can see Duncan Keith cock his wrist, aim right at the face of him, and swing. I, I mean... <laughs> I, I, that was completely deliberate. And if you don't think it was, go back and watch the video. I, I mean, that was just a cheap shot all the way around. Uh, there's just no way of saying, putting it. And, you know, and I agree with you. I think he should get a couple more games in the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, that's the NHL and that's the way that they do it. And, and it was interesting when I was at the game on Friday. Some of the Duck fans were upset, too. They said, well, what if it was Perry? What if it was Kessler? I mean, how many games would they have gotten? You know, I really don't know. But, you know, that's... Uh, a good question. It might have been um, maybe more for them. I, I don't know, but uh, hopefully our players don't engage in that kind of uh, behavior, Eddie. Uh, you know, and most of the time they don't. Yeah, and, and I think it's just the fact that he's done it before, and he only gets six games. I mean, it, it's it's just it kind of amazes me in a way. I mean, when it first happened, I said he should get ten games, and I was taking into consideration the playoffs too. I mean, that that's a terrible play. Like you said, he he means to do it, and then after the play, he pretends that he was falling back. You can yeah. see him cock his arm back and just swing through at his face. And, and you know, obviously, it's not as bad if he has two hands on a stick and he swings at a guy's head, but it's it's close. I mean, and the fact that he's done it before, and and he's done it with the butt end, of, with the sorry, with the blade end of his stick to Jeff Carter. And only got one game for that, and he's been suspended twice in his career. I mean, if this is any other guy on, you know, maybe a non-playoff team or, or anything, even just a, a guy who isn't Duncan Keith or the Chicago Blackhawks, I think he gets ten, if not more, games. Like that, it's just a, it's just a brutal play, and it's disappointing to to see that they 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 seem to be a little bit lenient uh, on the suspension. Yeah, yeah, and stuff regarding Chicago, unfortunately, and we've seen that this season, which <laughs> that's a whole other story, but. Um, the other news that came out around the league, the unfortunate news is uh, Steven Stamkos from Tampa Bay uh, has a blood clot in his right arm is going to require surgery, and he is going to be out one to three months, Eddie, which, uh, you know, depending on what happens with Tampa Bay, uh, I mean, it could be the rest of the season. Yeah, and that's a huge blow for them where they are right now. They're going to have to probably play Detroit or Boston in that first round unless they can catch Florida, and then they would play the Islanders. Um, but it, it's it's just a huge, huge blow for them. Uh, I mean, he's their superstar. He's their captain. And he's going to be gone at least if he's gone for the, you know, the lower thing of a, of a month. Uh, he's gone at least until the second round if they make it that far. And if it's three months, he's done no matter how far. If they even make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, he's he's done for that, you know, for the whole season. And it's a huge blow. I mean, they ended up they ended up winning against New Jersey last night, and I think they still still have enough still have enough talent to maybe make it past the first and even the second round. But I think you know, with him being such a key player for that team, and even you know, being the captain as well, it's going to be tough for them to go far. And it's disappointing to to see a player of Stamkos' quality go out right before the playoffs. 
Yeah, and that's the big thing, and I, I talked about this too on social media. I mean, obviously you and I are big Ducks fans, but we're also hockey fans too. And it's just unfortunate to see anybody get injured, period. I, I don't care if it's uh, somebody on another team that you hate. You know, you don't want to wish ill will upon anybody. And it's just unfortunate for Tampa Bay. That's, you know, one of the I mean, their keys to success is, I mean, obviously Steven Stamkos. So uh, it's just heartbreaking for that team. I really feel for them. I mean, um, you know, you, you just don't wish ill will upon anybody. That, that's the bottom line. And I, I hope he recovers. Um, I know about the blood clot situation, not me personally, but uh, I've had people close to me that have had to deal with that. So um, it is a scary thing. It is something that is serious and it has to be taken care of. Um, and if it's not, uh, you know, obviously it's not life threatening immediately. And I know he'll get all the treatment he needs uh, with Tampa Bay. I'm sure they'll take care of him. But it is an injury that can be serious if left unattended. And it's something that is unfortunate. Um, I just don't like to see that. Anybody, any player, I, I don't care who you are or what team you root for or dislike. Even the Kings, I'm serious. I, I don't wish any of their players to have that either. I'd rather you know, play a team and uh, do the best you can and beat them at full force, and that's the way it should go. So it's just, it's just unfortunate, especially being a superstar too. So I, I just wish him well, Eddie. Um, you know, Tampa Bay, if, if they can power through without him, that'd be a great story for the postseason this year. Yeah, like you said, it's just scary. It's it's got to be scary for the player, you know, mentally to to be in that position and you know being ready for the playoffs four games away. You know, you you guys bounce back from struggling just like the Ducks did this year, and you know they're they're battling for the Atlantic Division with their rivals, the Florida Panthers. It's, it's an eerily similar situation, but um, it's tough. It's a big loss. It's like us losing Getzlaff or Perry right before the playoffs. I mean, imagine how much that would impact us and. And, and on the player itself, too, it's got to be a scary situation for him. And, and, I mean, this could realistically, with all the with him not being re-signed there yet and all the, the rumors and, and the talks around it, this could, that game, the last game he played could have been the last game he played in, in, a, in a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey, too. So it's, it's, a, it's a really you know, disappointing situation. And if that's the last game, it's a, it's a sad end to his, his uh, career in, in Tampa Bay. And another twist to the story too, Eddie, is is the Druin situation, which uh, you know has come up too uh, since all this happened. So that's another uh, plot twist. Um, you know, maybe Druin comes in, redeems himself, and and helps Tampa Bay go farther in the playoffs. Which, again, you know, that's another player that um, I don't wish ill will on him. I mean, I I think he made some maybe poor decisions or had some poor judgment in some of the things that he did this season. But if he's able to turn it around and help contribute to Tampa Bay. Um, you know, that'd be a good uh, ending for him as well. Uh, maybe to, you know, correct some wrongs and, and help Tampa Bay in the postseason. Yeah, and he's the most realistic option right now. When you lose Steven Stamkos, you lose goal scoring, and you know you lose key you know key aspects to their offense. And I think if you're going to bring anybody up from the minor system, he's the most dynamic offense offensive prospect you have down there. So I think they've got to at least give him a shot. I think. You know, it, it, maybe the situation is be, you know beyond him being able to be called up. I, I don't know. It all depends on his relationship with Eisman right now. But I think if you want to have a shot and you want to, you know, a guy who can possibly be a difference maker and, and help you during the playoffs, I think he has to be the guy you call up. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Tampa Bay, uh, you know, in this next couple of weeks in the playoffs. Um, before we go, I uh, also want to, I don't know if we mentioned it earlier in the show, Eddie, but we got to tip our hat to Iron Man Andrew Cagliano. Uh, he's going to be playing in his 700th straight game 
against the Dallas Stars tonight, which he's sixth all-time on the list, Eddie. And uh, talk about, you know, also another phenomenal player. I mean, wow. I mean, uh, that's just impressive all the way around. Yeah, and I mean, he seemed to, you know, been beat up the last few games. He's gone off uh, in a couple games to the badge to the locker room, and he's always come back, and it seems to be what he's done his whole career. And it's it's just amazing that he's never been injured his whole career and in the style of hockey he plays, the physical brand of hockey he plays, the speed he plays it at, and the size of the player. He's not a big guy either. And he plays a physical, you know, hard forecheck game, gets to the, the dirty areas, and, and he's about to play a 700 straight game in the NHL. It, it's just amazing. I, I mean, kudos to him, and, I mean, we hope he ends up finishing his career um, without, you know, sustaining an injury. Yeah, and then we've seen him get, you know, not injuries that have knocked him out, but we've seen him get some where he's been hit in the face, uh, you know, against Chicago of all teams and some other teams too. But, um, you know, he's uh, he's he's an Iron Man. That's just the best way to put it. Um, you know, and I, I did want to mention too, uh, We obviously we gave away the tickets already to fan appreciation, but we're also giving away a free customized jersey. Uh, it it can, doesn't have to be Ducks. I mean, we hope you pick Ducks, but, you know, it could be any team. But it's from Goalie Monkey in Santa Ana. They do really good work. Uh, uh, custom jersey, uh, team player. Uh, it is subject to whatever jerseys they have. If they don't have it, I'm sure I can work it out and we'll help whoever wins. But if you go on NHL.com, they have a bracket challenge. We're on there as Ducks and Pucks, of course. Uh, sign up for it. Uh, the second and third place winners will also get free Ducks and Pucks uh, gear as well. Uh, the only thing I ask, if you sign up, please email us your entry info. Um, uh, a return email that you want it to be uh, contacted at and your name. Uh, and you can send it to info at ducksandpucks.com. The reason why I ask that is uh, the NHL doesn't really track, I don't think, who who applies or puts in or whatever. So last season I was trying to track down the winners, which was difficult. So if you um, sign up, please do that. Um, so I can make sure that the, you know, the appropriate top three winners this year will, will get those prizes. And, um, thank you for participating and supporting us this week. It, it, it's been another crazy week, Eddie. Um, we're going to come back with another podcast next week. Uh, we're going to wait till the end of the season. So we'll wait till the game is done against Washington. And then we'll talk about how the final week went and we'll preview whoever it's going to be that we're going to play next week, Eddie. So, uh, let's go Ducks and see you at the end of the season.